1: things you don't really need to know, but probably should. I'm Kira Revan and this this is the Sunday 7. On this week's Sunday 7, we hear the latest on vaccine technology. Will Guy, it does a deep dive into data breaches. We get what might be good news on the Amazon rainforest and hear about the risks to pregnant women from extreme heat. But first, on this day in 1960, the world's inaugural two-way telephone conversation by satellite took place. It was made possible by the use of a satellite balloon known as Echo One. Seven! Since World War I, Porton Down, near the picturesque town of Salisbury in Wiltshire has been one of the British government's most important secret locations. It's there that the Ministry of Defence has its Defence Science and Technology Centre, which surely is full of James Bond-esque gadgets, and the UK Health Security Agency's research facility. Salisbury also became famous as the site of a Russian chemical weapons attack on British soil, as former double agent Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia were poisoned by the Novichok nerve agent. Porton Down still does a lot of important national security work, and today we're hearing about a team of 200 scientists. From the Health Security Agency, who are busy working on a new vaccine against mysterious disease X. They've created a list of animal viruses most likely to jump species and spread across the world. And head of the UK HSA says they're building on some of the lessons learned from the COVID pandemic. Professor Dame Jenny Harries is the head of the HSA and says that being prepared for whatever comes next is critical. The laboratories here, as 2,800 square metres of investment through the vaccine task force, through the UK government during COVID. Uh, and so what we're trying to do now is capture that really excellent work from Covid and make sure we're using that as we go forward for any new pandemic threats. how likely are we to actually see another pandemic in our lifetimes? Chair of the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, Professor Andrew Pollard, says that it's definitely something that we need to be prepared for.
0: Worryingly, it's very likely that uh, there will be uh, future pandemics. Of course, it's impossible to say exactly when that might happen. But the circumstances that we see in front of us make it more likely. We're currently at about 8 billion people on the planet. And over the next uh, 30 years or so, we're going to move to more than 10 billion. So that does mean um, that over the course of of the years ahead, it becomes actually increasingly likely there will be further pandemics.
1: We've heard a lot recently about global warming and we've seen historic heatwaves grip both Southern Europe and the United States. And if things continue the way they are, it seems that extreme heat is something that we're going to have to learn to cope with. But what are the risks associated with that kind of heat? And do they affect some people more severely? One of the areas where there's relatively little research is on pregnant women. They're usually excluded from general studies for ethical reasons, but evidence from California suggests that extreme heat may have a negative effect on the maternity process. Professor Kevin Sinclair is a professor of Developmental Biology at the University of Nottingham School of Biosciences and he thinks it's time that the effect of heat stress on DNA be examined more closely. He's on the line to tell us more. So what kind of impact do we think that this extreme heat is having?
2: Women that are in late, later stages of pregnancy obviously feel very hot anyway. And so they're very sort of, sensitive to elevated temperatures. But in actual fact, the earliest stages of, of pregnancy... That is just before around, and around the time of conception and for the first couple of weeks after conception. This is the stage of human development which is most um, vulnerable to external environmental factors, and that includes elevated temperatures. And we, we know that from studies that have, have been done in animals, but also uh, some studies that have been carried out in humans that there's an increased risk of uh, early pregnancy failure due to acute uh, heat stress during during that stage of pregnancy.
1: I understand that you're looking at the possible effects on the babies and even the next generation. Could you tell me a bit about that? So
2: th- That's a little bit speculative at this stage. There isn't any hard evidence to support that. However, there are other situations where there is evidence that events that occur around the time of conception, and that could be parental malnutrition, so that could be poor diet on the part of the mother, but also poor diet on the part of the father. That that can have a long-term effect in terms of the, the health of um, of the child, of the offspring, but also potentially of um, the, grand, the grand offspring, the grandchildren. Also, other environmental factors like exposure to environmental chemicals such as alcohol, uh, consumption and cigarette smoking during early pregnancy. These are other factors that have known to have sort of longer term effects.
1: With ill health, what kind of effects might we be looking at? So.
2: What we're looking at is a group of illnesses which are often referred to as non-communicable diseases. And uh, these are are illnesses like hypertension, high blood pressure, which can increase the risk of uh, having coronary uh, heart disease or um, a coronary event. Also insulin resistance, which is predisposed to type 2 diabetes or non-insulin dependent diabetes. There's also issues around renal function as well. So these are all All diseases which are non-communicable, they're not passed on from one individual to another, but they are, you know, can be affected by lifestyle, but there's strong evidence that also how you developed as a baby can predispose you to some of these disorders in later life.
1: I'd imagine there'll be mothers around the world who are concerned about this. Is the research also looking at ways individuals can mitigate the risk.
2: As a consequence of the work that we've been doing, we're hoping, you know, one of the things we can do is we can, from looking at some of the differences in gene expression that we might actually see in some of the work that we're doing, we might be able to map that to other species um, that are better adapted to hotter climates than we are ourselves. But there's also quite a lot of variation among humans as well because obviously there's people that live in hot arid areas or, or, or humid conditions and so they're likely to be better adapted to those conditions than, than, than those of us that live in sort of more temperate conditions like in here in the UK. And
1: what are the aims of the study?
2: We're really trying to get a, a proper understanding of what is actually going wrong at the cellular level. The embryo, we know that the early embryo is very vulnerable to heat so we're trying to sort of get a better handle on what's actually going wrong and, and what actually might we might be able to do, you know, to assist people d- during these uh, difficult uh, periods of elevated temperatures.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? So to come on the Sunday 7, there's some good news for the Amazon rainforest and the Dublin University digs deep for energy. It's easy to become gloomy about the continual drumbeat of bad news about climate change and global warming, but there are some good news stories out there. New research using Google AI's technology has led to a promising result in terms of aircraft pollution, with predictive technology enabling pilots to choose routes that will create less contrails. Those trails across the sky, so beloved of conspiracy theorists, are actually pretty major contributors to atmospheric pollution, so it's good news that better route planning could reduce their impact. There was good news this week for the Amazon rainforest Forest, the world's most critical carbon sink has been under massive pressure from deforestation. But since Brazil's change of leadership, the pace of damage has slowed. This week saw eight South American countries gathered to focus on what the best next steps to protect the rainforest might be. Brazil's Foreign Minister Mauro Vieira says that the new alliance can have a real impact.
2: It will not divide the region. There has been an agreement and in the end there has been an understanding on the issue of deforestation.
1: Christian Sampra, Managing Director of the Bezos Earth Front, says it's a really important step made possible by Brazil's new president.
2: Well, certainly President Lula has made environmental issues one of his top priorities, and uh, he has pledged to stop deforestation in the Amazon uh, by 2030. I just had an opportunity to review the preliminary data for the first six months in office, and the early results are very encouraging, with the rate of deforestation in the Amazon down by more than 40%.
1: University campus is digging deep to make a difference in the way they power their campus. The Technological University of Dublin is based at a former mental hospital on the south side of Dublin city, a place called Grange Gorman, and they've engaged in a project to try and power the facilities on campus using geothermal energy. So they've bored a kilometre into the earth's surface to tap into a natural energy hotspot. Mark Garrity is the Environmental and Sustainability Manager at TU Dublin and he says the discovery of a natural hotspot beneath campus has huge potential
0: be find
2: water that would be the Holy Grail, we would have heat that would run our systems and manage to decarbonise our buildings completely. If we don't find water we could still use a closed system whereby a liquid would be put down through our different boreholes. That heat is gathered at a, at a kilometre, two kilometre depth and that heat would be come up to help service our borders.
1: It could cost up to €14 million Euro to complete the boring project, but the aim is for the University to cut its greenhouse gas emissions by up to 50%. A Minister for the Environment, Eamon Ryan, is enthusiastic. It's
2: consistent, reliable. Once you've built the original. Drill hole and pumping uh, equipment to get the hot water out. It runs for 60 years. It doesn't stop.
1: So, to come on this Sunday, seven will guide dives into data breaches and we meet an AI music producer. Right after this, welcome back. We hear a lot about AI on the Sunday 7, whether it's used as an analytics tool for airlines or to help diagnose cancers and radiology, but it's a versatile tool that can be used in many ways. The creative industries are the most wary about AI and what it might mean for creators with concerns about AI, one of the primary issues behind the current writers and actors strikes in Hollywood. It's not all negativity though, with some creative individuals starting to put AI to new uses in creating interesting and different cultural experiences. Eclipse Nikarski is a Nigerian music producer who has been using artificial intelligence to generate a new afrobeats album including a virtual performer called maya blue when it comes to ai
0: and music one of the biggest things it does is that for people who are music minded but don't necessarily have the skill set or the talent in quotes so you can't really sing but you understand music you know what good music sounds like you have a fair chance of actually creating music that matters and that's a new kind of artist and i think that this doesn't take away from what other people are doing what it's doing is empowering even more people
1: week on the Sunday 7 we catch up with our resident tech guru Will Guyot and this week Will has been nosing around the exciting world of data breaches. So what's been going on Will?
0: It's been a, a really interesting week for the world of data breaches because we've we've had two that have been labelled as data breaches and, and they're quite different. Uh, the first one is in Northern Ireland where um, something called a freedom of information request has led to the names and many details of all people employed by the police in Northern Ireland. So around 10,000 names and details uh, were inadvertently leaked in an Excel document. And the other one was the Electoral Commission saying that everybody on the the uh, electoral roll in the UK, around 40 million people have had their details essentially seen and taken by a uh, as yet unspecified group or country.
1: It's quite concerning that it's an unspecified group or country. How is this stuff still happening?
0: These data breaches are going to become more common. You're going to have these issues. Uh, It hasn't been disclosed yet whether or not it was a crime group or a foreign country. These sorts of things will continue to happen, though, because our data and personal information is incredibly interesting to people and is incredibly valuable too so uh, increasingly I just think we're going to see more and more instances of this we're going to have more of these not less of these incidents
1: the electoral commission knew about this ages ago how can we trust our government and its offices
0: on face value, it sounds terrible because uh, the Electoral Commission had had people accessing their systems from August 2021 uh, and that was continuing until uh, October 2022. So they've known about this for an awfully long time um, and uh, they've only just come to, to tell us, which means we're all very, very annoyed and upset that they hadn't told us sooner. But I would believe the reason would be they were trying to work out what they were doing, what they were doing when they were accessing the data And if they'd gone public and said this breach had happened, the organisation or country or whoever sniffing around in all the records would have been alerted to the fact that they knew they were there.
1: What can people do to keep their information safe?
0: The real challenge here is in the old days, I'd appear in places like radio stations and on podcasts and say, here's some top tips to keep your data safe. But in both of these examples, there's absolutely nothing those involved could have done because it's a third party that's that's, uh, managed to share your information. So there are challenges to keeping yourself safe these days one of the best bits of advice I can still give people is make sure that people aren't trying to use your personal details to take loans etc so looking at credit records and credit scores you can get a service that can analyze that for you but other than that it's just about keeping an eye on where your personal information is being used and where it may appear so if you start seeing unusual uh, references or you get a letter or something through the post that you don't understand that's when you've got to start Thinking that some of your personal information may have been intercepted somewhere.
1: And what can you do if you notice things are amiss? It's really tricky. You you need to
0: alert, I guess, alert your bank if it's your uh, bank details that have been uh, compromised because you can get credit cards and other bits of information changed from, from that perspective. And it's just a case of reporting something like this to the police. But the biggest challenge and the, the, the harsh reality of this is there are so many cases of this now and they're coming from outside the UK. There is actually very little that can be done. But what you have to do is just keep across this, talk to your bank, make sure that nobody gets unauthorized access to your to your funds and then like i said keep an eye on your credit score uh, through one of the online services and there's a number of free ones you can get just to see if anybody's trying to take credit or anything in your name
1: You may find the world of crypto confusing it's often hard to tell which coin is which and what the financial principle behind it is now there's a new type of crypto and it's promising a different kind of security famously with cryptocurrency you need to have your password to access your funds and if you lose or misplace your password then your funds are retrievable but now the ceo of open ai is introducing a new form of id for his cryptocurrency Worldcoin, and that's your eye he's really using the eye in ai Anyway, Ricardo Massiera is the world regional manager for WorldCoin, and he explains how this is all meant to work.
2: In WorldCoin, we, we are on this mission of building the biggest financial and identity uh, uh, community that, that, that we can. So, we really believe that this primitive we will allow for a, a lot of use cases from uh, decentralized voting, uh, from access to, to, to platforms to redeem coupons, for example. Imagine a big coffee company in Berlin wants to hand out a cappuccino to everyone in Berlin, but they just want to hand out one cappuccino, not 20, so that people don't abuse the system. Right now, technologically, this is very hard to do.
1: The principle is that your eye is unique and it allows anyone anywhere to verify their identity, but it also comes with huge data issues. And in some of the trials' markets, including Kenya, where 400,000 people have signed up, there are big questions about how their data is managed. Its activities have been suspended now in Kenya, and as it's a German company, the Bavarian State Office for Data Protection has begun an inquiry. Michael Will is heading the investigation.
0: This means that we will uh, look whether the system is stable and is uh, safe and we we look at a system which is deemed to transfer money. And and so again it requires very, very ambitious security measures and lots of explanations and transparency to ensure that data protection requirements are not neglected at the end.
1: This has been the Sunday Seven. However, you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. with a regular Smart Seven Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Doris.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?